0: Hi, sisters it's Kara and today's episode is brought to you by my new ebook strewing 101 an invitation to play learn and grow if you don't know what strewing is don't worry in this episode Kate and I dive deep into the topic and if you want more you can head over to my site karasanderson.com shop and you can grab my new ebook It's 33 pages long. It includes a printable to track your favorite strewing ideas and a list of more than 100 ways to get started strewing for language arts, math, science, social studies, art, music, and beyond. And because you guys are the sisters, I am going to give you a special coupon code. If you use the code Sisters, that's S-T-R-E-W, SISTERS, At checkout, you'll get $2 off my ebook, Strewing 101, and we'll make sure we have a link to that in the show notes at thehomeschoolsisters.com, and now we hope you enjoy this episode all about strewing.
1: Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate.
0: And I'm Kara, and we're two homeschooling moms doing
1: this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side.
0: Hey, Kate. Hey, Kara. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Um, I'm ready for it to be spring. But
1: <laughs> I am too.
0: Other than that, I'm good. I don't know. I just, I want to be able to get back outside. I miss sun and people not... Smash into poles in front of my house. It's-
1: <laughs> I know. We just had a dramatic moment before we went on the air.
0: <laughs> yes. I watched as a guy, well, he almost smashed into the pole, but this, I, I, I just, th- this winter is harder than normal. I wonder if there are any moms who are homeschooling for the first time this winter.
1: Please don't give oh up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know, it's <laughs> not usually this bad. Yeah. Although it hasn't been bad in New Hampshire. I feel like you guys are getting slammed out there in the Midwest.
0: I think a little bit. I think it's a little bit weird this year for sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But we have a great question today. We sure do. I'm excited to jump into it because it's something that we both we both enjoy doing.
1: Absolutely.
0: I guess I can say it because our podcast is going to be titled this. It's not like I'm spoiling anything. (laughs) Strewing! (laughs) Spoiler alert! Yeah. (laughs) In case you didn't see the podcast title, we're going to talk about strewing. Yay! First, we wanted to share a quick iTunes review.
1: This one is from Catterfly 3, and she writes, My favorite so far. As a mom who has just decided to start homeschooling, I've been subscribing to homeschooling podcasts like a madwoman. This is by far the one I've enjoyed the most. I started with episode one, and I'm working my way from there. I love how real these ladies are and how much wisdom and encouragement they have to offer. I have a lot of doubts and questions as I take on this homeschooling thing, and so many of them have been addressed in just the first 10 episodes. Looking forward to learning more as I go.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. I love that. I'm so glad. That's that's really reassuring. Um, and we were just kind of finding our way the first 10. So, I mean, that's awesome.
1: (laughs) We have no idea what we were doing.
0: (laughs) I know. We were like, how do we put this on the
1: internet? (laughs) Wasn't it the first episode when my oldest came in and was like, we're out of bread. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yeah, We don't have food. Sorry. Oh, the good old days. Just muddling through. I I kind of wish we had podcasts when we started homeschooling.
0: I know, I know. And we've noticed that a lot of the people that are getting in touch with us lately are considering homeschooling or just starting. And I'm glad that they're finding
1: us. I Um, am too. And hopefully we make it a little less overwhelming or scary.
0: Yeah, and we like to share resources. So hopefully we're sharing some helpful stuff for them to feel confident and... But not overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And we promise it'll get easier when the sun comes out again. I hope.
1: Yes. <laughs> and if you're flying by the seat of your pants, we all do that the first couple of years. years. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like... I mean, I just read somebody that had been homeschooling for as long as I have. And I think this is our 11th year. And she, she was like, you know, this is our 11th year. And I feel like we're still... It's like... It's like everything with parenting, once you figure out one part of it, like something new comes along. So I feel like all of us are still kind of figuring things out a little bit. And
1: yeah, we're, we've only been homeschooling half as long as you, but I feel like I learned something new or I have to tweak something all the time, but I feel like that's life with kids. Yeah. You know, as soon as you get one kid figured out, another one is going off the rails with something. <laughs> you're trying to figure out what's going on. Puberty and, hits I don't know. again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I just finished this. <laughs> <laughs> but the cool thing about homeschooling is that you can, you have the ability to tweak it for each kiddo and to change things, and you're not stuck in any one path. So, you right. know, pros and cons.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think
1: I'll ever figure it out.
0: <laughs> I know. You know, I I really, I think the ideal situation would be for me to, like, have another group of kids in about 10 years that I could just, you know, if I could have, at 50, if I could just start over again fresh, I think I would really feel... With
1: everything I know now.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I would be like, all right, first of all, we're using disposable <laughs> diapers. Oh, I don't know. <laughs>
1: I'm not making your baby food. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they have those little squeezy packs now.
1: I know. They didn't have squeezy
0: packs when I had babies. <laughs> I was like making pe- peas in my blender. Why? I don't know.
1: I was too. And our oldest was failure to thrive and he didn't eat any of it. (laughs) Like so much work. I was like, Kate, why didn't you just go buy a jar? Like what was I doing to myself? He wasn't going to eat it anyway.
0: But that's the thing. That's the thing with parenting and then it rolls into homeschooling. We want so much to get it right and to do everything well for these perfect little humans and then we put all this pressure on ourselves and looking back now, crazy. I'm like, you know, I was a Gerber baby and I turned out okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ate something called blueberry buckle, like for, I think three years straight. So, you
1: know. My baby book, when I look back, like I was a pudgy baby and I looked back at my baby book recently and I was eating like a lot of solid food at like three weeks. <laughs> I was just being packed with rice cereal or whatever it was in the 70s. I don't know. That's why I looked so robust.
0: (laughs) You're a robust baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Um, But that's, I think that's the, that's what happens with homeschooling too. And so if we can just kind of give ourselves that, like... It would be so nice if we could move ahead to being fifty years old and looking back and being like, okay,
1: having that dose of perspective. Calm, it's all gonna work out. Calm down. Just calm. A lot down. of the stuff we worry about. If you take it and you think, "Will he be doing this when he's 40? Most of the time, the answer is no.
0: Right. Right. They will like, be able just, to tie their shoes. Like he'll, he'll
1: tie at his some shoes. Point. Yeah. He yeah. won't like pick his nose at the table while you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> There'll come a moment where all that stuff doesn't really matter because they'll figure it out.
0: Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Should we talk about strewing? (laughs) Instead of hygiene. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell where our struggles have been lately. Right. Right. I'm like, when you brush your teeth in the morning, do you look at yourself in the mirror in front of you? (laughs) (laughs) Just wondering. (laughs) did you notice that half of your breakfast is still there (laughs) so he's like mom I hate when you tell me that yeah and I'm like but if you hate that I tell you that then when you're brushing your teeth don't you think to yourself like now I'm gonna go downstairs and she's gonna tell me (laughs) I have food on my face right Yep. oh man so hopefully at 40 they won't be doing that
0: hopefully well and even if they are They'll find their people. It won't be our responsibility anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So we have a question today about strewing. And this comes from Laura. And Laura writes, how does one start strewing? Do you pick random things to strew or do you tie it to your children's current interests? Do I strew individually per child or make them share? Tricky with five-year-old and three-year-old. Do you plan ahead or do you make it spur of the moment? Should it always include a book? I know there's likely no right answer to these questions, but any guidance is greatly appreciated. Absolutely adore you ladies. Thank you for all you do for mamas in the homeschool community. That's so nice.
1: That's so sweet.
0: And those are a lot of questions that I had when I heard the term strewing, which I was like, what is this now? What do I have to do? (laughs) What's happening? How do
1: you do it? What's going on? Do I have to do this?
0: Yes. So strewing comes sort of a lot of unschoolers use strewing, but you don't have I to unschool so. in order to embrace strewing.
1: Or even Montessori. I feel like it mm-hmm. covers a couple different yeah areas. But it's basically just the idea of leaving
0: things in your child's path for them to discover and interact with and potentially learn from. But... I have a big butt when it comes to strewing. Oh, I have a big butt, I just said on our podcast. <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: Linking it back to the pants.
0: Yes, let's edit that part. Um, okay, when it comes to strewing, this is, this is my thing. This is my lesson that I've learned the hard way. Is that if you are going to strew and you are going to stay sane, you cannot get too attached to whether or not your children respond the way you would like to see them respond to whatever you true. So let's say you put out this amazing art kit and your kids look at it and they're like, I don't want to do that today. Mom, I want to go outside. Y- you, you cannot then value, like, like that's not, that does not reflect on your value as a homeschool parent or who you are as a human or anything like just, just, you just have to see it for what it is and go, okay, my kids aren't excited about this today. That's fine. (laughs) That's
1: fine. Which is hard if you get excited about things. I know. I'm like, this is so cool, but you can't do that. There's actually an article that I'll link in the show notes. That's one of my favorites. And have you read the one about the brownies? No. No. So there's an article, and it's kind of an old one. It's from Brainchild Magazine, and it's on benign neglect, and I'll link it in the show notes. But I'm going to read an excerpt from it because it, I think it's just perfectly what you're trying to get at with the strewing and not worrying about it. So she wrote... Put an empty bowl, a spoon, and a box of brownie mix on the counter and leave it there while you're doing whatever it is you do at home. Don't speak except except when spoken to because you don't want them to think you care. Sing loudly to yourself. Do not say the word brownies because if you suggest to them that they might want to bake the brownies, they will decline. As they know that you have brought it up, it must be educational and therefore something to avoid. Out of the corner of your eye, watch them bake brownies on their own.
0: Yes. Oh, I love that. I've never seen that before.
1: Oh, I love it. It's got lots... It's such an old article that the font kind of... It looks a little wacky when you're reading it, so it's almost like reading code, but it's it's (laughs) worth trying to decipher it because it's a good article. And it's just kind of getting at... You want them to discover, you want them to be surprised and to discover something mysterious or interesting and not put any sort of educational spin on it because kids are natural learners and they will learn if we let them, if right. we don't overthink and get in the way.
0: Yeah. And if we're not saying like, did you notice that thing I put out? Did you guys want to play with that today? Do you think you'd want to play with that? Do you need me to do anything with that? That, Like you're pestering them with it because kids are smart and kids know when we're just trying to trick them into doing something (laughs) educational. Like, okay, let's say you put out some cool paper and you buy some really fun pens at the store and you put them out on the table and you just leave them. And then your kids go up and they start writing or whatever and you go, you know what? Um, Do you maybe want to work on writing a story today? Do you maybe want to whatever? Like you're you're killing
1: it. You're you're boxing it in.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The whole idea of strewing is that you can't get attached to the outcome. You have to just let them decide what they're going to do. It's about the process. It's not about... The result. And so you, you have to go into it, I think, thinking like that. Otherwise, you're just going to get frustrated and disappointed and then feel like it's not going the way it's supposed to go. But if they put like two hearts on a piece of paper and walk away today, that's fine. And you can leave it out for tomorrow. Or you can put it away and you can bring it out in three weeks. Or... You know, I mean, so, so that's I don't know, but I like I like the brownie thing. I like that that sums it up we very well. We
1: in our own way because we we are afraid that it won't be quote unquote educational, and then we'll have wasted our precious time because we think that everything needs to be you know educational with a capital E. Um, but if we just trust that kids are natural learners and just watch what they do and what they create, and also. I feel like um, homeschool moms we always think of what we can record in terms of learning as things that are school based so we go back to our own education, but we have the ability to record conversations that we had with kids and play and those are valuable learning opportunities too that they can't that they're not able to use that much in the public school so. I think make finding a way to make it count for you if you're nervous and you want to record those things, you know, when they are engaged, take a photo and upload it to your electronic portfolio and then put a quote of what they were talking about and then call it a day because they were learning it and you yeah. counted it.
0: And that's Seesaw, right? That you use for your electronic mm-hmm. portfolio. Okay. We could put a link to that in the show notes too. In yep. case people are it's wondering about that. It's super
1: easy and it's free. <laughs>
0: Which is lovely. Which is lovely when you're a busy homeschooling mom. It is. So, strewing. All right. Strewing 101. Are there certain places that you strew in your house?
1: I like to strew. We have a coffee table in the playroom that I'll use for strewing, and we have one in the family room, and then when it's nice outside, our patio is I love to sew on the patio because then all the mess. <laughs> so, yes. Yep. It's the best, and then you just hose it down when you're done. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: yeah. A, that's a big one for us too. Is outside, um, but during weather like we're having right now, um, we will. I'll put things at their places at the table. Sometimes. Ooh, I like that. And then we have a coffee table too, where I put a lot of stuff. And sometimes it's as simple as getting a book from the library and just propping it up, using that Sarah McKenzie trick of making sure they see the cover, you know, like Mm -hmm. instead of the spine of the book. Um, So sometimes it's things like that. And we do strew a lot of books here. I'm sure you do too, right?
1: I often start things with the book or I'll read a book in our morning coffee and books and then the strew will somehow relate to that, but will be in the other room for them to find later. Okay. Yeah. And that's if I plan, I don't always plan. A lot of times it's just, well, that's something
0: she asked. Do you plan ahead or do you do it spur of the moment?
1: Depends on how on my game I am. Sometimes if I feel like we've been a little lax on science or history, I might plan something to strew. But a lot of times it's just, honestly, it's resources we haven't used in a while or books from the library that I so when we go to the library each kid has their own tote but then I get my own books and they're not allowed to touch my books <laughs> <I have them laughs> a little bit and I use them for coffee and books or I use them for strewing so they might give me an idea like when I'm at the library I might see something on gems and I'm like oh if I put rocks out with an identification guide and some magnifying glasses and some paper what will happen right see Yeah. like that yeah but I don't I don't spend a lot of time planning these things because I've learned that a lot of times they're just they don't think what you think is cool is cool in that moment and that's okay. Right, right. Yeah. And
0: when that happens, sometimes I'll leave it out for a few days and just see if it catches hold. I mean, this morning, for instance, we're all kind of we have like just a little bit of a cold here and I like I put something out and I'm I'm just thinking I don't know what's going to happen because everybody's not feeling their best. So Mm -hmm. the reaction might not be great, but I'm going to leave it out for a few days and kind of see, kind of see where it goes. Um, Other times I'll put something out and if it just kind of flops, I'm like, okay. And then you take the book and you put it back in the library bag and you think, all right, they're not into gems right now or, you know, they're not into whatever right now. And that's, that's okay because, It's about offering. It's not about, Mm -hmm. you know, and yeah.
1: Which is good that you used the library and didn't buy all the things. Because I think that's another thing, too, is people feel this pressure because they see. I mean, my strewing, what we do here, does not look as lovely as the strewing you see on Instagram.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's
1: messy and there's a puppy stealing some of it, and, you know, there's a laundry basket in the corner. But, it's good to use things that you have. And if you present them in a way that looks cool to your kids, they often can't help but touch and use and play and learn with them. And it might be something that you've had for forever. Like I have these jars. um, I have three jars filled with old buttons. And that's one of my kids' favorite things to play with. And there are so many ways you can use these old buttons that I just found in a closet years and years ago. And they love it. Like they use it for trading. They pretend it's coins. They've used it for math. They've um, bartered. They created a whole world. And Yeah. You know, yeah. It's but- they're buttons.
0: But that's the thing too, is that if you go into it with like, I don't mean to hit this over the head. I really don't. But like, if you go into it with like, okay, I'm hoping that they're going to use this, these buttons to make an art project you might miss out on them using it to do math or creative. You know what I mean? Like kids are so much more creative than we are sometimes. They totally I mean, are. And so, you know, if you just go into it, like, okay, just whatever they do with it, that's great. And just mm-hmm. figure, and then record later, like we've talked about, instead of saying like, you know, on Tuesday, we're going to play with buttons and I'm going to encourage the kids to do math problems with the buttons and da da Okay. And then they get the buttons and they start doing something totally different with it. Record later. On Tuesday, this is what happened, you know? And then, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's really helpful with streaming. And I'm glad you hit on the money thing because I think that's a big thing, too. Um, we went through a period a few years ago where my kids were, like, crazy about birds. We were doing... All this bird stuff, and we ended up buying, you know, a few books and books that had bird calls. And somebody gave us a bird clock that made
1: oh, I you know, know that. our art teacher has that,
0: yeah. And I mean, we ended up like with binoculars, and you know, we made a ton of bird feet, like, we had all this stuff that it turned into like this bird unit study that lasted a good chunk of the school year. We did the great American bird count thing, like Mm -hmm. everything. But it was over the span of like eight or nine months that we were doing this. And I just think like, if I would have gone out the first day and been like, I'm going to spend money. I'm going to buy all these bird guides. I'm going to buy, you know, all this equipment, all these things. I, I, I worry like, about spending too much money too soon because you never know what's gonna take off. And, exactly. you know, I mean, like my daughter. And things can
1: roll into each other too. Yeah. Like they might start off being really into birds and then focus on owls and then.
0: Right, right. Yeah. And know. then you've spent all your money on other birds and you don't have <laughs> enough money left over to buy owl pellets or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, those kinds of things are are neat to be able to put out like um like an ant farm owl pellets Mm -hmm. um I just ordered sea monkeys
1: oh my gosh I feel like I remember those guys yeah I feel
0: like I've missed this with my kids because I feel like I had them when when I was much younger cool you have
1: not missed I haven't missed the sea monkey boat oh my gosh (laughs) so those are on their way I remember those guys with that little red
0: yeah a spoon to feed them yes and you can just get them on amazon and i'm thinking that's gonna be great you know um but something are like
1: that. don't buy anything and kate's adding sea monkeys to her cart like
0: right? yeah but they were like they were like 12 bucks yeah so it's not like i'm gonna do an entire unit study on brine shrimp and you know <laughs> and we're not like planning a trip to go to the ocean yet you know it's we'll see where it goes baby steps We got to baby step with the strewing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of times what I strew are like junk, basically. I can remember one podcast that we did early on, and I think we were interviewing someone because I was nervous that my kids were going to sound like they sound today. And I put out coffee filters. On the coffee table, we just, I had found them someplace. We don't even have a coffee pot that takes the old, these types of filters that I had found. I don't know how I acquired them. And I put out watercolors thinking that they would make some sort of craft with them. And what ended up happening, and I have a photo somewhere, maybe I'll find it and put it in the show notes. My kids made this huge tower in our playroom of coffee filters. And it was amazing, but it was not anything that I would have thought to do with them. right. Right, and they were just—you know—we couldn't even use them. We've—they've done things with—they found straws, they found popsicle sticks. Just you know, recite, the recycling bin is an eternal source of joy.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, uh, wrapping paper tubes, um, any kind of.
1: This? Yeah. My son's top bunk right now is like an apartment that he made with windows and doors. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) It's really cool. It makes it really hard to make the top bunk. It was already a challenge. The house makes it even harder, but it's very cool.
0: (laughs) 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 But that's the thing, just kind of putting things out. And I I think um, rotating things too is just really helpful. Like we have a microscope and when we first got it there was a ton of excitement around the microscope and we got this really cool slide set that just has like all these really interesting fascinating slides and i got like a microscope book to go with it and they were into it for a couple weeks this was like out and and then it loses its luster and you think okay but wait i bought a microscope and i bought these slides and, you know, and what I ended up doing was a friend borrowed it for a while. Her kids went bananas with it and had so much fun. And then when it came back to us, it was exciting again. And it's like, so so just things like that sometimes, like just taking something, strewing can just be taking something out of rotation for a while Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then making it accessible again too. And I think that's, that's a big thing. And, um, it's great if you have another friend who's into it and, you know, will do stuff. Um, I have a friend, who They were, uh, like, monarch—they had monarch caterpillars that they found in their yard. Awesome. And so they just brought in a few of the caterpillars with some milkweed, and she just put them out on, like, a little— she, like put the milkweed in like a jar and the caterpillars were in there and then she put it all out on a tray with magnifying glasses, just different magnifying glasses. And the kids just thought it was so neat to be able to just, because the caterpillars are tiny when they first hatch and then you could see the eggs with the magnifying glasses. And so that was just something. And then once they were um, hatching, you know, they would let them go. And, but I mean, things like that, those butterfly kits that I know we've both done year oh my after gosh, year after year you know
1: spring is coming when it's time for the butterfly kit yeah we do it, tadpoles too there's a pond across the street from our house and we get pet tadpoles every year and watch them change into little frogs and then we let them loose
0: yeah and something like that can be something that your kids spend two minutes a day mm-hmm. looking at but over time you know, it's, it's something that they're learning about. So like, it doesn't have to be that you put out coffee filters and your kids play with them for 48 hours straight and don't want to go to bed because Mm -hmm. they're so excited about the coffee filters. It can be that they do something every day for a second. They check in on the, you know, like the, um, have you guys ever done the root viewer? Oh thing. yes, I love
1: that too. Yeah. That's another fun. Spring has so many fun projects.
0: I know. Yeah, and <laughs> you can get outside again, which makes the messy projects. And strewing can get messy. I mean, mm-hmm. really it sort of
1: the really fun ones are messy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You
1: have a lot of fun ones.
0: Oh yeah, I um I have an ebook that I wrote that is like several ideas for strewing and again, like stuff on your porch, lots of outdoor activities and things like that. And like projects that you can do. And it's called Monday morning invitations because I tend to put those things out on Mondays because I spend the weekend collecting (laughs) pieces for them. So, um, I can, I can add a coupon code too. Um, Oh, very fun. Yeah. So that people can grab it. It's I'll, I'll do strew S T R E W two for a coupon code and then they can get $2 off so it'll be
1: 2.99 That's awesome. Yeah. And I like the idea of Mondays too cuz sometimes Mondays are a slow start and you feel like you're not back on your game. So it's nice to have something mm-hmm. cuz while your kids are engaged, you can be plan- planning other things, getting right. ready. Yeah. Well, because like she said, like, or even um, like meal prep, yeah. <laughs> you know, Mondays, I'm always like, why do we have no food?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, she said like, you know, do you plan ahead or do you make a spur of the moment? Like sometimes it can be really nice to plan something out and make something really inviting and pretty. And like, if you have time on weekends, that's easier mm-hmm. than trying to do it like You know, Wednesday night, you're up at like midnight, like, what can I put out tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) I just wish I had popsicle sticks. Why can't Amazon deliver popsicle sticks at 3 a.m.?
1: This episode is sponsored by KiwiCo. A new year is always a great time to discover new things about ourselves and our interests. And it is just as important for the kids in our lives to make these same discoveries. With the KiwiCo subscription, your child can discover something new all year long. KiwiCo's seriously fun and innovative crates provide accessible science and art projects to kids of all ages. For trailblazing toddlers to more experienced explorers and every age in between. Kara, what KiwiCo goodies have you enjoyed recently? Oh man, my daughter is still going through her stack
0: of Eureka crates. Which um, we had a little stockpile of because I am notoriously behind on all crates and all all created uh curriculum that we use in our school um but it's so nice for winter to have those on hand because like those gloomy days when you just can't there's nothing to do um so she pulls out all kinds of really i mean it's like she's making handy household items like she made an electric pencil sharpener i mean amazing we needed one of those and the pencils are
1: never sharpened
0: no and instead of just going on to like amazon and buying one she got the experience of making one and like every time we i i I don't know like i i might be imagining it but i feel like every time we sharpen a pencil she's kind of like yeah i made that (laughs) (laughs) not in a bad way just kind of like you know
1: i can make things now Encourage your children to be innovators and creative thinkers. They won't believe what they can build and accomplish with KiwiCo. When they're finished, watch their confidence be as big as their smile.
0: Your child can get super cool hands-on science, art, and geography projects delivered to their door every month. While they might not be able to go to fun places right now, you can bring a whoa awesome experience straight to them with KiwiCo. And unboxing a crate feels just as exciting as receiving it. and kids love getting mail. Isn't that the best? Definitely. definitely. Um, Everything they need is inside each
1: colorful crate so your child can get started right away. With KiwiCo's hands-on art and science projects, kids can engineer a walking robot, design a paint pendulum, conduct bubbling chemistry experiments, and more, all from the comfort of home.
0: Everything you need to make STEAM seriously fun delivered to your doorstep. Get 30% off your first month with the code HOMESCHOOL. That's 30% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O dot com, promo code HOMESCHOOL. Okay, so she asked, do I strew individually per child or make them share?
1: I, think, I, I could never do individual. I yeah. think it would just be too crazy here. And yeah. they'd fight over, they would fight. Yeah, I just stick. Them. I mean, they fight anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> if we're being honest, if we're keeping it real, but I think they would think you know, so and so has the cooler of the strew, right? Yeah, and that would happen. Plus, it's just more work.
0: So yeah, but what I'll what I'll do, like I mean, okay, let's say it's a, you know, um, okay, you can take flowers, get a bouquet of flowers. The cheap ones are fine from mm-hmm. the um, just the grocery store or whatever and put them out with scissors or like little plastic knives and magnifying glasses and they can take apart the flowers and see like the different parts of the, you know, flowers and stuff like that, right? But I would have two sets, because I have two kits, I would have two sets of scissors, I would have two, you know, two of everything. So it's like, yes, Yes, they're sharing, but there's tons of flowers, there's always, like, two magnifying glasses, two pairs of scissors, two, you know, and then, you know, if they want to, like, tape different parts to paper or whatever, we have one tape dispenser, but usually that (laughs) that part goes okay. I guess you could put out, like, two little rolls of washi tape or something, but, yeah, I mean... Things like that. And then I don't go up to them and say, like, have you identified where's the stamen and where's the whatever? But I might have like a book Mm -hmm. that talks about you know, that talks about that nearby or whatever. Or Mm -hmm. you know, like you said, like you could read the book and then you could strew this stuff. Even though I kind of find, maybe because my kids are getting older, I kind of find if I do that, there's a little bit more of like the mom's trying to make us learn something.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I can see that happening. Mine still, I'm not setting out like a full lesson though, but I could see it if I was reading about flowers. Yeah. I guess it depends on what it is. Because I've done it with owl, when you were saying owl pellets, I've done it with that before. My kids never... Yeah, they they never tire of owl pellets it's eternally <laughs> cool over here we've given them out some of my friends that are in public school like make fun of me because we've had birthday parties we actually had an owl themed birthday party and the goodie bag was an owl pellet and my friends were like what is this weird thing <laughs> it looks like poop <laughs> so
0: so wait my child came to your house for a birthday party and you sent them home with owl vomit
1: basically thank yep. you
0: yeah what is it with homeschoolers and owl pellets man
1: i don't know they Mm. are really cool but if i read like owl moon or the Gil gibbons books and then they discover in the other room that there's set up for owl pellets that they're all over that
0: that's a good way to do it to kind of disconnect the two a little bit like so they're not like because that's that's the thing too is okay so you put out this awesome thing on your dining room table and it's all ready to dive into and then you're like wait 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 wait
1: I have to read a book first. <laughs> I know, no, it's in an entirely separate spot.
0: I like that. I like that. That's yeah. good. That's really good.
1: And if we don't get to the book, I mean, we're just.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's just like continually offering and just making it available and, mm-hmm. you know, doing it again and again, like, Yeah and then that's
1: the thing this isn't your one stop shop to learn about owls your kids are going to learn about them again and every single time you give them information and let them explore they're building upon the previous experience so it's not this right right this thing it's learning that's, is fluid and over yeah. time you, you experience more and you experience more and you your knowledge fund grows
0: yeah that's the thing you don't say okay we're going to learn about owls in third grade that's it and then in fourth grade, your child hears a sound outside and you know it's an owl and you say, well, I don't know. And you move on. <laughs> that was third grade. You know? <laughs> we're
1: not doing that anymore. We already covered it.
0: Right. Yeah. We've already covered that. Right now we're learning about constellations. So ignore that noise you're hearing and look at the stars. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> or sometimes it was like too redundant in school. Cause I, I look back, we maybe already had this conversation, but I love science now. And when I was in elementary school and middle school and high school, even, I didn't think that I did At, But when I look back, my elementary education, I can remember doing the same, like that seed, the bean seed that you put in the (laughs) wet paper towel. I think I did that every single year. (laughs) Okay. I've had the bean seed. I know what this is going to do. Can we do something else? Like, no wonder I thought it was boring. You know what was like that for me? I raised a lot of beans. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're the bean mom. Um, it, what was like that for me was the thing where you put like carnations in different colors oh, they change color. in the colored water. And I we did that and I shared it on Instagram. And I was just kind of like, this was fun today. And people were like, wait, what is this? Where did you get this idea? What? And I was like, oh, I thought everybody had done it. But that's what happens is like it depends on right. your own experience where, you know. So, yeah, I mean, my kids, you know, they've done it now, but like... Yeah, I think I I did that
1: one like every year. Every school science fair had that one. I'm wondering if we've done the bean seed. I should probably do that with My kids (laughs) kids probably (laughs) (laughs) haven't. There'll be the people on the internet being like, my
0: mother never did that with me. (laughs) I never understood how beans worked my
1: whole life. Seed adds beans to the shopping list. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what I, I was going like to ask everywhere. you. I was like, "Oh my gosh, the bean! How bad. do you
0: like? How do you come up with ideas? Because she's, you know, um, Laura's asking, like, do you pick random things to do, or do you tie it to your children's current interests?
1: I always do. Either something that I'll—I'll I'll be honest—selfishly, sometimes I'm really interested in something, or I read about something. Or, and I have a feeling they'll like it. So I'll do something I'm interested in. But usually it's something that I know that they're going to be interested in based on what they're reading or what they're doing. Um, I'm thinking of when my oldest was really into survivalism. That was a fun one where there was just a lot of interesting things you could do. And the other two loved it too, because the thought of being on your own in the wilderness as a kid is just crazy. Yeah. So live in the woods. So they liked pretending that they were you know, their yeah. plane crashed and they were out <laughs> or swallows in Amazon. That was another one. They were really into swallows in Amazon. So I would do things based on the book. Like I, we have a tree house in the backyard and if anyone's read the book, they have um, rations. I think they call it rations mm-hmm. and I just put like a, and grog. That's the other thing. They're always pretending they're drinking grog. So I found a bottle of soda that looked kind of like beer and put those in the back in a, in a paper sack and wrote rations on the front with some slim Jims and stuff on the inside. They thought that was like the best thing ever. Oh, how fun, you know, but I know that they, it would prompt this whole play, which I think, you know, maybe isn't necessarily strewing, but they reenacted the whole story, what we were listening to in the car. With these mm. rations, drinking their grog, and pretending to be each person and fighting the other ship.
0: Yeah, but but that's the thing is like again, it's strewing because like you're not tied to what they do with it. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, I think like in kind of the simplest way, it's kind of like what Julie Bogart talks about, like surprise, like the element of surprise, right. just having something that you know might just make your kids smile even mm-hmm. like it doesn't have to be necessarily like, you know, it could be a new notebook, um, with fresh you know, crayons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, art supplies, window markers, you know,
1: yeah. Always um, a hit. face yeah. paint is such a hit,
0: right? Just any kind of art supply can be really, um, and sometimes it's just anything open-ended, like, you know, putting out a giant tub of um, water beads with, mm-hmm. like, some scoops and shovels and, you know, again, that's, an, My that's a... My husband
1: is still recovering from
0: the <laughs> water bead incident in <laughs> yeah. Did they He's get all over the yard and he can didn't, we not? didn't like um, it?
1: So I had ordered off of Amazon. I was pricing the water beads, and at that time, because we know the prices change all the time. There was like a jar. So think like, like a coffee can size (gasps) water beads. Yes. Magical. Right. And the price was great. So I got those and we had friends over and it was really nice day. And I took out the appropriate amount of water beads for the amount of kids that we had, you know, a generous supply of water beads. And then I was talking with a friend And I did not put the giant jar of water beads up high out of reach. And the friends got together and used them all. (laughs) And they were all over the backyard. And my husband would mow the lawn and there'd be like these colored bits of like gel. (laughs) Oh
0: no. I'm (laughs) thinking to make like a giant tub of water beads, you use like two tablespoons.
1: Yeah, no, they had, like, there was a kiddie pool involved. There was a lot <gasps> happening. There, there was, was a, a lot kiddie pool lot involved. <laughs> there really was. It was, I wasn't, like, I'm laughing about it now. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is not okay. They were everywhere.
0: Okay, that's another question I've gotten from people, though. Um, kind of leads to another question. It's like, all right, if you're strewing, like, where do you store this stuff when it's not... Out. You know what I mean? Like
1: that one there was no storage of. It was, <laughs> it was just out.
0: <laughs> because part of it is the element of surprise. So um we've talked about like if our kids get a kit in the mail, which kits are awesome for strewing. Like I know, hide them. Um I hide those kids. Kiwi, radish, you know, those kinds of things. And then you you pull them out one day and it's like, yay. And so, yeah, I mean, so I hide stuff. Um, there's other supplies like bubbles. Like you have the giant bubble recipe on your site. and we... So
1: I surprise them with that, and I make, I quadruple the recipe, and I put it in one of those Rubbermaid containers that has a cover, and that can actually, as long as it's, you know, secure, you can save that. That can be out in your backyard. So I'll leave it on the patio and then take the cover off when they're going to use it that's so much fun.
0: Yeah. And, and so we have, I mean, there's a few things in there that are like guar gum and, you know, specific kind of soap and stuff. And I just like have a little part of my pantry where I just keep the things that are for projects like that or, um, slime supplies or Mm -hmm. vinegar and baking soda, like is a huge thing. Like just putting that out and having it available. And there have been times when I've set up like a little station type thing out on the porch where it's like a, like a lab, you know, and I I Mm -hmm. found like little plastic test tubes and measuring supply. And you can go to the dollar store and get like a set of measuring spoons. That's just for play, you know, measuring cups and you're not out a ton of money and they're it's fine if they get broken or you lose it. Right. And you can use it teaspoon over, over or, again. Yeah. Yeah. So like things like that, I've put out stuff, you know, and then you put out baking soda and vinegar and, um,
1: buy them at Costco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have a and gigantic so, thing of baking soda.
0: Yeah. And we, I just put those in kind of like a special little section and then I pull it out. And the thing is my kids are older now. So if they want to do baking soda and vinegar, they'll be like, Hey mom, can I play with baking soda and vinegar? If you have like, you know, a, Two-year-old and, what did she say? Three-year-old and five-year-old. You might want to keep those on a high shelf, you know.
1: yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Not tasty.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Play-Doh. Play-Doh is super fun to strew. Mm -hmm. I always tell people about my favorite Play-Doh tools. We'll have to link to those because they just, they have like stood the test of time here. Like I can't even tell you. Mm -hmm. And
1: I have a really good recipe. I mean, it's not, it's just something that I had from working, but that I can link to too that you can make your own and then it lasts forever
0: yeah and you can add different stuff I mean if you want to go down the Pinterest rabbit hole (laughs) oh boy (laughs) you know you can find a thousand kinds of play-doh a thousand kinds of um, slime a thousand sensory bins that are so cool people come up with the coolest ideas for sensory bins, we used to pull out, like, we had a bean box or a rice box, and I would pull that out, like, during the witching hour. Um yes. But, like, you can find these sensory bins that will just, so creative, people coming up with, like, the coolest ideas. Um, and you can search on Instagram, search strewing, but it's really important, like you said, to not get caught up in, like, this beautiful, decorated, amazing thing, mm-hmm. and then like, you know, you want to spend $500 setting up your home like this and then, you know, your kids would end up hating it. So like, it's, you know, you have to just kind of keep in mind, like,
1: mm-hmm. if And somebody... what will work for your family because we, yeah. I love the idea of sensory bins, but I could only ever do those outside because my oldest when he was in the sensory bin phase, had sensory processing disorder and he was a seeker. (laughs) And so like, I have pictures of him at the beach laying face down in the sand. Like he seeks all sorts of, so it was not something we could do inside because he would just like lay in it or, you know, it was every, not, you know, they're going to be messy, but it was like beyond.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So they
1: stressed me out. It was like backdoor only. And then the weather changed. It was like, nope, we're not doing that now. Or cloud dough. I remember doing cloud dough once on my kitchen floor. And it took about three weeks for that. I mean, we had a towel down, but it still went beyond the towel. And everyone was just wiping out. I was like, go slow.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I know for like a lot of moms, it's super stressful if something is messy like that. Mm -hmm. And so it's okay if you don't do that. Like, I don't want everyone to think like, oh, you know, Kate and Kara make cloud dough and Play-Doh. So it must be like, you have to do it. Like,
1: no, you do not. Kids
0: can have a perfectly fine, perfectly happy childhood without ever destroying your backyard with water beads. It it Mm -hmm. will be okay. So, I mean, no pressure to do that. There's other ways to strew. There's things like in our bathroom, our shower curtain is a moon phases shower curtain. And I consider I that, that like a form of strewing, you know, mm-hmm. um, putting out a book where your kid can find it is a form of strewing. Like there's lots of ways to do it without destroying your house in the process. So don't like, right. if you feel your blood pressure rising right now, like I don't Like want, I did
1: when you were describing the bins. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't want to
0: have my house taken over by, like, I remember one winter we brought snow inside because we had like a water table. And I just put Mm -hmm. towels down. It was so cold outside, but, um, I put towels down and I just put like a ton of snow into this water table. And of course it melted everywhere. And of course it made a watery mess. And of course my husband was kind of like, what you doing? You know, (laughs) um, but that kind of thing didn't bother me. Like Mm -hmm. I was fine with that. There were plenty of other things I did not do and Mm -hmm. would not do and still cannot do. And yeah, so Mm -hmm. You don't have to bring snow into your living room and your kids no. will be fine. I promise. No,
1: Yeah. I can go to someone else's house and do that stuff. Right. <laughs> send them to my house and we'll have a water bead palooza and I can send them to your house and you can do sensory bins.
0: Yeah. You can do origami because the sound of folding paper is like fingernails on a chalkboard to me. So
1: I was I like, I just can't do origami. I don't have the spatial skills. I know, I know. My boys are really good at it, and sometimes my youngest will ask for help, and I'm like, you don't want me to help you because I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> that frog
0: up. Yeah that was constantly the refrain here with Legos. Like
1: my kids would be like,
0: can you help me build this? I'm like, mommy is not good at diagrams. Mommy's not good at diagrams. Mommy's not good at diagrams. And then I remember them like going over to somebody's house and like bringing the thing over to like another mom. And they're like, my mommy's not good at diagrams. And I'm like, okay, yeah. um."
1: (laughs) So strengths and weaknesses. We all have them. Exactly. For you. And your unique kids. Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay, I think we've answered her questions about how one starts, about how you choose things, um, about sharing, and you don't always have to include a book by any means. Nope, nope. No, it's really hard to find a good book on water beads, but...
1: (laughs) I don't think there is one
0: there. (laughs) So yeah, you don't always have to include a book. Um, You can, but... Yeah. Um yeah. I think that's good. Did you have anything else?
1: No, that was it. Just have fun with it. I think that's the main thing is just don't worry and have fun cuz can be really really fun. Yeah. Just, I I love when my kids are engaged in something and they're just lost in a world and you don't they don't even know you're there. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things.
0: Yeah. Just make it a surprise and don't worry Focus on the process, not the result. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about... And then you
1: might... When you do that, you might be surprised by the result. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And jot them down afterwards. Yeah, uh, I... As the kids are there like, wait a right. second.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, like one time I remember I pulled out yarn to do something and I wasn't even intending to strew with it. It was just I wanted to get the supplies out to do something. So I was just putting them, like pulling them out of... You know, um, and my kids took the yarn and took a ton of carabiners and like made this animal like zip line all over the house with oh, the yarn. Oh, so fun. And I think I was going to do something like super lame. Like, I don't even remember because we never did it because they came up with something way better. So mm-hmm. let your kids.
1: That reminds me of the time my yeah. my oldest turned his room into a spider web. <laughs> <laughs> That was another thing where it was, like, so cool, but <laughs> how do we get in there? <laughs> it was, like, a maze trying to work your way. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, and and there is there is a certain amount of patience required when you're, <laughs> like, open to that kind of thing. Like, when yeah. you let your kids, like, raid the recycling bin and then they make, like, a robot out of last night's garbage and you're, like, yeah. <laughs> how long do we keep the robot? Does the robot live here now? Is the robot a new family member? Do we have to get a chair for the robot? Yeah. All right. Okay, well
1: On that note
0: (laughs) (laughs) we will have links to everything we talked about over at the show notes at the homeschoolsisters.com. And we would love it if you left us an iTunes review because those really help us. They help more people see us, and that's always a good thing. Connecting with more sisters. everybody out there. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, have a good rest of your day, Kate. You too, Kara. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us today.
1: We'd love to answer your question next, so head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com, and click on Ask Us a Question. We share posts over there, too, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram,
0: and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there.
1: And until next time, remember, you've got this, sister.